What's up, guys? It's the tenth wonder of the world, Jake Smith, and the dad bod demigod. Some people call me Joey Mayberry. Hey, how are you doing today, Joey? Oh, it's been a day. Um, yeah, long story short, I owe about $1,300 because of some car damage done by the city of Chicago. So um, if you're listening and want to see my OnlyFans, it's coming because I am broke. <laughs> so please subscribe. Um, I don't really know how it works per se, but like, don't you do, isn't there like a special videos thing? I guess so. I don't know. I'm going to be discovering it along with whoever wants to watch. So let's do this. If you're an OnlyFans user, give Joey some tips. What do you guys want to see? Um, yeah. We're, <laughs> we're going to have some interesting feedback from this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, good for you. I hope that pans out and helps you out with all that bullshit going it's on. It's a bunch of bullshit, but it's going to be fun. You know, I am professional wrestling's big gay slut for a reason. So. Oh my god. <laughs> we'll just uh, stick Stephanie McMahon on them for you. So, she'll <laughs> handle it. I need some backstage passes. So. <laughs> More backstage passes. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's been a crazy week on uh, mine and Joey's end. Um, lots of stuff so we're both looking forward to doing this podcast today so <laughs> let's talk about some good old childhood wrestling and get yes in the real world <laughs> so yeah in case you guys didn't know this is the golden era podcast um and joey and i we're going to talk about the golden era of the wwe women's division from 2001 on all of your favorite women from that area you know era area <laughs> you, know, you went you know. live links there all the women in your area, in your area hot singles up late just for you <laughs> Um, there will be better content than that on Joey's OnlyFans. <laughs> do, do not set that bar that high for okay. me. <laughs> <laughs> it should just be you, like, doing live links voices. Like, I'm Pamela. Like, <laughs> I'm Becky. <laughs> oh, my God. But all right, we're going to get into it, guys. We have talked about things that are not related to wrestling enough, and probably you guys have skipped this portion. So let's get into it. So, um, we're starting off with Raw. This is the week of January 21st, 2002. I can't believe we're flying through January. I feel like the month just started. So It did, but what a month it's been. Because there's been some iconic segments that came out of the month of January. For real. Like, we have been blessed this month. Last week was one of my favorite weeks. Um, and we have some fun stuff this week, too. So let's get into it. Now, we're not going to see any women's action in the ring, which is very disappointing. But not uncommon for this era. But we do see a few appearances. Um, up first, our girl Stacy Keebler is ringside. She remembered her Dudley's top this week. And she is accompanying the Dudleys to the ring. And that's it. She didn't do anything. But I mean, well, come on. Get she, didn't get, she didn't get assaulted. No, no. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, a week you don't get, like, your ass bit. You don't get kissed. It's a good week. I mean, she took a TAS mission the night before. So, you know, like, I think taking it easy is fine. But I will say... I was living for the camera angles they had in this entrance. I was living for her walk during this entrance. So, Stacy Keebler for Halloween. I'll just say, Stacy with the big wedge black boots is the best Stacy. Agreed, a hundred percent. That's so good. I want a pair. Um, Samezies. <laughs> all right, so our girl Deborah is back as well. She wants a new vest. Love to have a vest that kind of let her look like that too. Sure. Just 
she is <laughs> Debbie is talking to the seamstress. She wants a vest um, so with some sort of stone cold embellishment. And Mr. Perfect, who returned at the Royal Rumble, um, he comes up to her and he says, are you Stone Cold's wife? Uh, Aren't you Stone Cold Steve Austin's wife? Yeah. Hey, I'm Mr. Perfect. Well, I'm Deborah. Um, actually, she's former WWF Women's Champion, Deborah. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, she's like, yeah, I'm Deborah." Um, and then he starts like bitching about Stone Cold. And she's like, what are you telling me for? I'm not interested in men's wrestling. Um, <laughs> 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 well, that's what I was thinking. So I'm glad she said it. She's like, well, why don't you go tell him? Well, what? What are you telling me for? Why don't you just go tell him? Your husband. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, she was in the middle of a couture design for her Stone Cold outfit. I'd be mm. friggin' pissed too. Like if someone interrupted my custom outfit fitting, uh-uh. Especially for like some BS. It's like, why did your husband do this? <laughs> Go ask him. Like honestly, that is like some like real housewife shit, but like reversed. Like the women would go up to like the husbands and be like, Dorit did this to me at this event. <laughs> like I, I, I don't know what that name is. Oh, her name is Dorit. And she speaks in like a fake British accent, mind you. And she just talks like this and talks about her husband PK. Does all she the talk time. about her toes often? No. Because those would be Doritos. <laughs> but um, I, you got it. You honestly, I feel like you would appreciate some of the Real Housewives-isms. Like, I didn't think I would, but I, I'm very much into it now. I think I would, but I've got too much to watch. Like, after you do. we film this thing, I gotta hop off of here and watch Loki. So, like... Oh, God. Christ. So much stuff. Um... Okay, so moving on from Deborah and Mr. Perfect's awkward segment of him, like, complaining to her for no reason, um, got her on TV, whatever, we see Stephanie McMahon in a turtleneck, and she is with Triple H, and she's pissed mm -hmm. again. Um, Stephanie? Pissed? No I, I never would have guessed it. Never. Um, no. I do love the hair slicked back ponytail look, though, that she's rocking in this segment. Um but anyway, she's mad because Triple H is teaming up with The Rock. And after all the bullshit he has said about her, she's pissed. And I'm not going to lie, I'm on Stephanie's side here. I mean, how can you even team with The Rock tonight? I mean, how can you even go into The Rock's locker room and have a conversation with him after everything The Rock has said about me? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't blame her from her standpoint. Just because if he's going to talk some mad shit, then why is your husband going to go and be buddy-buddy with him? That makes right. sense. Right. Like, of Real Housewives. Mm-hmm. This is a straight-up Real Housewives segment. Mm -hmm. um, so she's pissed that Triple H is going to team with The Rock. I mean, granted, it's stupid that he is because he has spent much of his time calling her a hoe. Um, so <laughs> Triple H, like, gets frustrated with her. And because Stephanie's basically like, listen... I point my finger and you do what I say. That's the way it works. Yeah! I mean, it's supposed to be I point my finger and you destroy and I'm pointing right now and I'm pointing at the rock! Yeah. You go, go beat up the rock. Go to his room. Rusev crash. <laughs> Give him a spanking. So... <laughs> uh, oh, I'd watch that. I'd, yeah. I'd subscribe to that only. Because. That's a men's wrestling. I'm into it. So, um, so Triple H gets frustrated. And he tells her off and she's, she's getting pissed off at him now too. So she's coming in with the low blows and she's like, you know what? You have not acknowledged all of the things I've done for your career, 
all of the success I've brought you, um, how I've helped you come back from this injury. I requested the Beautiful Day U2 song for you. I bought the rights. Um, and he is ungrateful. You haven't even publicly acknowledged my contributions to your success. He's very ungrateful. I understand where she's coming from. But I do too. I, to be honest, Daniel Bryan acknowledged Bree in his speech of his comeback. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but Triple H had other things to say. Mm -hmm. um, because he clapped back at her like nobody's business. <clears throat> oh, it's like, Maybe I should rethink all of this. What was the line that he said? He said, he said, why don't you do the one thing you've never been able to do? Shut oh. up. Shut up. I was thinking of SmackDown. Segment. Oh, SmackDown. That one's better. That one's a good tell-off. So this, this is him. still good, though. Shut up. <laughs> and dance with me. No, but, uh, <laughs> uh, the thing about, I was watching this and just compared to today's product and like the level of week to week storytelling and writing, this is so captivating. This is I agree. so good. I, what I miss about this era is like when there were couples together, there were storylines and interactions. So you knew the dynamic of the couple. So even though Stephanie and Triple H are in the midst of divorce, it is interesting because you're knowing how they get there. I feel like when couples break up now, there's little storytelling there. It's like, oh, they just walked out of the match. Or like they threw out their carnations that they gave them or something like that. It's like, it's there's not a lot of depth to it. And what I loved about this is like, it was like every episode, there was a storyline continuation of this, of like what is escalating to this big Triple H and Stephanie blow up. And you slowly see Triple H getting more and more frustrated with Stephanie. And you see her ramping it up more and more and losing herself. Mm-hmm. Losing herself, but like, even when you look at the storylines that weren't even storylines or the segments, like this Deborah segment we had just talked about, like at least mm -hmm. that had clear character and purpose. It wasn't just right. two people randomly walking up to each other and going, I'm going to have a match later. Are you going to have a match later? Good. <laughs> I hope you win your match later. Right, exactly. Like you knew who they were. You knew what was going on in the situation. Um, so yeah, no, but I, I loved these little segments with Triple H and Stephanie. And even after he tells her off, though, there's still a little bit more with Stephanie's, oh, this look of icy daggers and murder. And like, just but like quickly oh. morphed into like sadness, like right before it cut. Like it was mm -hmm. real. She literally went from like, I could kill you to like, oh, that's my husband. Like real quick. Mm -hmm. And I was like, come on, girl. I saw that emotion. She's struggling. Like, she is really putting up this front that, like, you know, I'm a badass. I can deal with this, but I'm actually breaking inside. Like, yeah. I'm losing it. And you see, like, little cracks of that. On SmackDown, we're going to see a big crack in that of her losing herself and her losing her cool. Um, and it's just, I almost kind of feel for Stephanie in this situation. I won't lie. Well, I mean, how can you not? Like, no one likes seeing someone's relationship deteriorate. No! I mean well, actually, we like to watch it, but we don't want it to happen. I will read the tabloids about it. I won't lie. But I just... Read the glasses on. <laughs> Blind item, page six. Um, so, but it's just like, I mean, this is WWE's biggest couple, and Stephanie and Triple H, things are not well, and Triple H just doesn't seem to care either. So... Mm -hmm. 
I mean, he he's back. He's he's back. So he doesn't like yeah. He just wants to wrestle and go, <laughs> to go to the to the Royal to not Royal Rumble. He just won that to WrestleMania. WrestleMania. To... <laughs> so yeah, his eyes are on a different prize right now. All right. Um, so let, let's move on to SmackDown. Um, I actually, we were subject to men's wrestling for one of the segments for the show, um, but it was worth it. I know, because um, I got to look at Young Big Show. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, there was another men. We had to watch men's wrestling twice yeah, on this episode. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, because Jacqueline is refereeing again. she We learned she now has her refereeing license, which is apparently a thing. I don't know if it's like the DMV, if you have to get a picture taken or what, wait there all day. Who knows? But Jacqueline's got her license and refereeing license, and she is going to dress and look cute. Um, and Do she's you not re- need to get the license to be a special guest referee? Like It's that. probably like, like, a, like a permit, like in that situation is my guess. I don't know. See, like, I, I always thought it was weird whenever they mentioned this as a kid. Like, and they're like, Jacqueline just got her refereeing license. And I'm like, there's been so many people who have been referees, though. Did they have to, like, take a test before heading to the ring? What right. is the test? What is the test? I want to know. She seemed much more involved than other referees I've seen as well. Like, I'm like, I don't even remember ever hearing that. I don't know that was a rule. What is this? What's happening? Like, I mean, well, she is a character that evolved into a referee, which is something right. I don't think anyone else has done. The only person I can think of, and, and you wouldn't really know this because you didn't watch WCW, but Charles Robinson used to be like a mini Ric Flair. Like, he was like Ric Flair's protege in WCW. What? Yeah, he, they called him like Lil Nate, and he used to wear the robes and stuff. Yeah, oh. so he was like Ric Flair's protege um, back in WCW. I had no idea. Yeah, so like that's like his like thing. He's the only person I can really think of. But I, I honestly don't know if he was a referee first and then morphed in that. Or yeah. So and then the only other one I can think of, but they were a referee who morphed into that was Tim White. But that was awkward. So um... <laughs> oh, I wish he was a diva so we could talk about Tim White second. <laughs> Maybe he'll interact with one of the divas. He probably does in one of those. At least probably Tori Wilson. Yeah, yeah. So we'll get to that one day. Um, but anyway, so Jacqueline is refereeing this match. Rikishi comes out and they show a sign that says, smell this. And no. it was a poorly drawn butt. It was. It was not great. Not great. Um, I actually, I've been trying to make notes of some of the signage. Um, because some of these are just atrocious. Um, and I'm like, whoa. Oh, man. Do you remember, did you ever make a sign for shows? Um, I did. I had Lita in a big heart and I caught her out of WWE um, magazine. Um, I think that was it. I had Lita and Jeff Hardy signs. That was it. I didn't didn't make a sign for anyone else. (laughs) Yes. Um, The first sign I ever did, I went to like a house show and I like ripped the Triple H in China fully loaded poster out of like a magazine and I brought that. Um, And then... Um, my claim to fame, of course, the evening gown match um, at WrestleMania 20. I brought a Stacey Hebler and Miss Jackie sign. Um, and I'm shown during iconic legend Stacey Hebler's entrance. Um, and WrestleMania. WrestleMania, yeah. Um, and another time one of my signs was shown was the Raw, and I'm actually embarrassed about this one, but I thought it was funny. Okay. Um was the Raw when they had the, it was the Divas 2007 um, Battle Royal for Halloween Battle Royal when Victoria wore the sumo suit and Tori Wilson wore like an Eagles jersey. 
Um, so I made a sign that said, I support Maria, and I had a bra on it. <laughs> like a bra hanging off of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, real quick, on the subject of signs, before we talk about Jacqueline some more. The Do you know the award for most iconic wrestling signs in history? No. And there's only one correct answer. What is that? The NXT fans who made the page and Emma cutouts where like Emma would do the arms. Oh, I did love that. That was cute. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. Um, I re- the only sign I can remember off the top of my head was hardly boys, but they got Lita. I remember I want Lita <laughs> on Lita. <laughs> Uh, and I remember a Where's Sable sign in 1999. <laughs> and I agreed with it. So. <laughs> um, anyway, so Jacqueline is the referee, and Rikishi gives her kind of a weird look when he comes out, like, hey. And she's yeah. like, she's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> they'd be kind of a cute couple. I'd be down for it. I was actually surprised she didn't dance with him at the end of this. I, was he not doing the dancing anymore at this point? I couldn't keep track. I don't know. When yeah. that man danced, it few and far between. I remember um, well, the hip-hop hippo. Yeah, hip-hop hippo. Maybe, oh, you know what? They were probably doing the dancing at this point. Because yeah. they were. They had the, turn it up! Music. That was interesting. Um, so Jacqueline's a rap anyway. Um, so big boss man comes out and Jackie, like before the match even starts, she's like, to be fair, I think she was being a little rude here. She like grabs the nightstick out of his hand. I'm like, he's still making his entrance. Like <laughs> she is a boss and she is not going to let anything happen. She's not like her first night of being an official referee. Mm-hmm. She's got the license. She'll lose it. If he hits it. <laughs> So she'll get points on her license. So um, she rips, rips the nightstick out of his hand. Um, and ba- basically she's very hands-on this entire match. Not just with Bossman, but with like Rikishi too. I I can't remember seeing Referee being this hands-on, but I really loved it. I kind of liked it too. I think that's just the testament of being a referee who's also a character on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So, and lots of... Um, like I liked the finger waving in Boss Man's face at one point. I thought that was really funny. Not today, yeah, she's like, Mm-mm. um, and that, she is a loud talker. This girl too, and I love that about her. One, two, <laughs> you know, Monday night after the Royal Rumble. Two. Two. I was like, all right, <laughs> audible. Loud counting is lesson number one in referee school. I was going to say, she probably had to do, like, you know, one of those, like, ear tests when, like, you know, did you ever have to do those in, like, elementary school where they put those big headphones on? It's like, uh-huh. I yeah. hated that. Mm-hmm. So they probably so did the, ca- the counting of, like, the hands or something. And then she had to, like, audibly go, one, two! <clears throat> it was, like, in the games, remember, like, when you would, you could, weren't you a guest referee or at one point in No Mercy or something? And you I could, think so. You could count faster and it would go, one, two, three! Mm-hmm. Like, if you went faster. Oh, that was a little bit more true. It was that deep voice. One, two, three! <laughs> I want to play games. Um, but anyways, so Jacqueline, um, she's the referee. She does a great job. Rikishi wins the match. Um, and, like, she's not... She's not um, partial to either a um, competitor. So I really love that. Jacqueline has earned that refereeing license. I'm looking forward to seeing more. Yeah. 
Same. Bring it, Jackie. Um, so Stephanie McMahon is backstage. She's getting a coffee at 9 p.m. Oh. And um, Lillian Garcia comes up, who's also getting a coffee at 9 p.m. Um, and she's like, you know, I'm really surprised to see you here, Stephanie. Um, Stephanie's like, well, why is that? You know, after everything with um, Hunter um, and everything that happened Monday, I'm just surprised. Um, if you ever have any problems, I'm here to talk. And I just want to let you know that if you want to discuss your problems with me at any time, I'm, I'm really here for you, okay? Delilah. She's Delilah. Um, <laughs> she's, oh. she's the Delilah of WWE. She is just, she's here to lend a helping hand and um, serenade you in Spanish melodies. So, um, Quiero vivir. <laughs> <laughs> I like, what's the other one? Uh, I like the one she was using as her like entrance music, like towards the end of her, like, you don't know, you just don't know me at all. Such a bop. So, um, so anyway, so Lillian offering a helping hand, um, and Stephanie's like, you know what? My only problem right now is you. And throws her scolding hot 9 p.m. coffee on Lillian Garcia. And Lillian sounds like she was stabbed multiple times. Right now, my only problem is you. <laughs> Anyway, hot coffee thrown on her. Oh my god, worse, I might rather get stabbed. <laughs> she is uh, Lillian Garcia is turning up the acting chops as of late because, mm -hmm. like, this was like intense, it was loud and screaming. And Stephanie just sat there smiling, like, looked at her empty cup with a grimace. With such a grimace. And do you want to know something else that's even weirder? You mentioned that song, and all of a sudden, like everything just started coming back to me because I'm just like, I've been through all this hell before. I've seen it all in <laughs> You don't know me. <laughs> so good. Lillian Garcia music, guys. Check it out on Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you but can find this podcast. <laughs> Lillian's like acting chops in this, Lillian's vocals, Lillian's interviewing skills, Lillian's ring announcing, the freaking national anthem. Lillian Garcia is a treasure. Her versatility is like really underrated. Like, because I think when a lot of people think of Lillian, like, I, I, I don't think newer fans would know she was this involved and doing backstage segments. I don't think a lot of people even know about her thing with Viscera years later. Right. Um, you know, like she she was involved in storylines and she was a character on the program in addition to just being, she has a whole thing in a few months we're going to talk about with Howard Finkel. Um, the only person I know that's more versatile is me. <laughs> Joey, only fans. Uh, <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, yeah, so it's just like very, um, it's, it's great still in, in all these segments. I'm really loving it. But yeah, Stephanie was a bitch. And she ends the segment being like, I guess I wasn't that thirsty. So, I mean, I'd hope not if you're getting coffee. That's I know, not coffee is not thirst quencher. Thirsty. Unless like, did you really, you should, you should have had her be like, I guess I don't have to shit that bad. Like, or something <laughs> like, like, like. <laughs> Could you imagine like, 
Starbucks being like, mm, refreshing. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Quench your thirst with this cappuccino. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no. Sorry. I, I drink coffee literally all day at work. I keep an espresso in my office and I'm dehydrated as fuck. So, no, it's not doing the job. Nope. Um, all right. So, following that, Stephanie heads to the locker room and she is gloating about. Throwing hot coffee in Lillian. Okay, so we have you on film talking about that you accosted someone charges will be pressed. So she doesn't just say throw coffee on her. I burned her. Then I just burned her with some coffee. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but Kane is shaking. So uh, Stephanie is gloating about this. Um, Triple H is like really not involved in the segment. And she's like, what is going on? Like, you haven't been paying attention to me all week. You know, and it leads to her, I thought was a pretty good line from her. And she's like, you may love this business, but my family is this business. And you may love this business, but my family is this business. Um, Which, mm-hmm. ooh, ooh, a little mm-hmm. icy. But Triple H is like, okay, you want to be a bitch? Mm-hmm. My turn. And he <laughs> let loose. Mm-hmm. Especially because she was talking about Vince. He was just <gasps> oh, you want to bring your father into this? The father that ac- that outed you, that accosted you, ran you out of this business, that called you horrible things. The one that says I wasn't good enough for you. I was like, okay. Oh my, right. I was like, tell us how you really feel. Like, <laughs> What was it? Is it go find a new boy toy or something like that? Yeah, like, he, he was like, he said something along the lines of like, um, you know what your dad said when like I hurt my leg is like, you know, he's like an old racehorse. Like, you know, like send him to the glue factory and go find a new uh, new toy. Like, it's just like, oh. Right. <laughs> Which begs the question, I wonder who Stephanie would have ended up with <laughs> if that was the case. Test. Uh, no. Uh no, because then we wouldn't have gotten testicles. I could um, see her going for the hip hop hippo. You know, I don't hate that idea. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be an odd couple. I like it. Do you um, know who, honestly, if you would have put them as a like duo together, um, would have just ransacked, period, would be if you paired Stephanie with Jericho at any point in time. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, she kind of she kind of does jump to that in a few weeks. <laughs> um but um, I, I mean, long term though, they could have been a lot of fun mm-hmm. as like a bitchy heel couple. Or, or you know, honestly, I really loved Stephanie with Kurt too. Um, but anyway, so just a sexy Kurt. Uh, <laughs> I'll make your ankle hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to talk about that too. <laughs> so. Steph um, is complaining about the um, in-laws, um, and he's like, you know, he says a line, like, Stephanie had said, like, you married me because of my last name. He's like, I married you in spite of your last name. Mm-hmm. And that seems to really hit her hard, too. Um, and basically, he, 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 like, it was like, you know, like, maybe everybody was right about you. You know what? Maybe everybody else was right about you. Um, I, I'm not sure what he's insinuating. Cause the thing my head went to first was that people call her a slut. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, people also call her a bitch and they call her everything that could be derogatorily said about a female at the time. They also call her brains, beauty, and sometimes bitch. So. 
I want to be called that now. <laughs> I'm still, if anyone has that t-shirt, um, I think they only made it in women's sizes. Regardless, I want it. So give it to me. Um, so anyway, so she looks honestly very sad when he leaves. And I feel, I really feel bad for her. Um, it just kind of sucks. That well, was like, shitty. She took that emotion that she was feeling on Monday and it amplified on this one. It is like bottling, honestly, and it sucks though because I wish she would have approached that Lillian situation differently. She needs a sounding board. She needs a friend to really just communicate this with. Like, I like she doesn't even have Tori with one R anymore um, to like bounce her ideas off of. So she's got, and Deborah and her aren't friends anymore too. They have that brief alliance friendship, but it's done. I mean, she did have one friend and she burned her. She burned her. <laughs> Some hot coffee. So um, Stephanie is just, uh, things are not looking good for her. So um, if you guys want to reach out to her, let her know you're there for her at your own risk. If she's got a Starbucks in hand, walk away. Um, she's the Bernie. Ooh, as I throw my phone to the floor. Ooh, he was trying to burn some coffee on me. So, <laughs> um, just got it truly. That's all I got. <laughs> so then we also get Stacy Keebler ringside again for a tables match, and she does nothing. She does not. But once again, uh, Young Big Show. Hi. I feel yeah. Hey. Um, I feel like uh, this is also a weird thing I had that I will be judged for. Kane's body was great yes, in it 2002. Was. <laughs> I mean, it wow. Was, um, it was pretty great. You know, to be honest, I watched this entire match because that's what was there. There wasn't much Stacy to talk about. But no, she was kind of – I couldn't find a clip of her. Usually I find clips of, like, just the women edited out, but, like, there wasn't one that existed, so I had to, like, rip it from YouTube. So, like, it was like, oh, it's, like, all of it. So It wasn't oh. bad. It was really short for a table yeah. match. But when I watched this and the Jazz Trish match, which we're going to talk about, it was just kind of amazing how entertaining, like, five-minute matches used to be. I love a short match, to be honest. To be honest, like – probably an unpopular opinion longer matches don't really hold my attention a lot of the time um like what because like there has to be like a period of like rest holds and like you know just like lying on the floor and like you know to pass time because people can't go non-stop i prefer like a five minute action-packed sequence to be honest i can agree with that like and it showed really good like on both of these because that was a good tag team tables match and then to we'll talk about it in a minute but that's a good women's match and they mm -hmm. were so like short the rikishi um big boss man match was like five minutes and it was yeah it was good. i was entertained less is more people um so anyway um so stacy's there looking cute whatever um so then we get a royal rumble rematch this is a non-title match though and jacqueline is not the referee but trish stratus is facing once again jazz trish is rocking her all blue outfit um, and Jazz has a cute silver outfit on for this match, which I really loved. Um, and this match is also presented by Blockbuster, Xbox, and Clearasel, in case you're wondering. <laughs> um, I love all of those things and how early 2000s they are. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, Clearasel. 
Like, <laughs> you know, the thing that, uh, so for you children, that's what we used to call proactive. Mm-hmm. And honestly, um, I hated clear salt. It did not, I had like very stubborn acne in my teenage years. Um, and honestly, I didn't find out what I should have been using. And I'm so mad until like, I was like in my early twenties and started dating my husband who like knows his shit. I always use a product with benzoyl peroxide in it. If um, you're a younger listener, it's going to be the most effective. If you have oily skin like me, I'm like full Italian. So I'm super oily. Um, you want something with a benzoyl peroxide base. I don't know why this turned into a beauty tips podcast all of a sudden, but <laughs> I mean, I'm blessed. If you're Irish like me, you just really don't get acne. Oh, I'm so jealous. Oh, well, we're not oily people. We're just alcoholic. Joey, I'm like straight. I'm oily all the time. I'm not like allowed to put my arm on the armrests in our car because Doug says I leave oil stains. (laughs) (laughs) So I have to like sit like I'm in an invisible straitjacket in the car. He's like, he like knows if I like use his pillow or like does anything. He's like, this smells like your oil. (laughs) You're welcome, babe. I was like, whatever. I was like, I have gorgeous hair because of the oil. So deal with it. So (laughs) um, there you go. There you go. Um, So anyway, so also fun note, there's another sign. Trish is my number one dish. Okay. Um, <laughs> it rhymes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was. I was like, sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> like, so, um, Trish. What I liked about this is Trish is on to Jazz at this point because she starts off how Jazz normally starts off her matches and goes right after her. This was so good. Mm-hmm. This match. Trish's back and forth. Like Trish showed fire. This was Trish's best showing to date. Was this more your speed than the Royal Rumble matchup? Oh. 100%. Like, mm-hmm. actually 200%. This was <laughs> such a good match. This is everything that needed to happen at the Royal Rumble and just didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we would have seen a little bit more um, clear storytelling if, because um, this match ended with Jazz basically pummeling Trish into a disqualification. She had her in an arm bar, wouldn't mm. let go, and the referee stopped it, and then Jazz just beats the fuck out of Trish. Just literally beats her down, DDT, leaves her laying. This would have been so much better if that would have happened at the Rumble. And then on SmackDown, Trish gets a win in a non-title match. I think that I agree. And especially with the added dynamic of Jacqueline at the Royal Rumble too. Like Jazz could have like taken her out too. Yeah. Um, You know, like I think it would have added so much more. I loved that the hand situation was so much more involved in this match. Like Mm -hmm. we saw it briefly in the Rumble match, but like in this... Jazz was slamming that hand off the ring apron. She was slamming it into posts. Like, she was like, no, this is broken. I'm breaking it a little bit more. So, uh-huh. um, I love also, this is the most offense I think we've seen out of Trish Stratus, period. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was, it was a great match. And I think, honestly, Trish looked really strong at the beginning. Um, Jazz needed to come out of this looking like the stronger one. Because after the Rumble losing... It, she needed to show, like, hey, you know, I'm fucking done, like, with the games. I'm done, like, not giving it all. Like, you're getting full jazz now, and let's see if you can handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she looked dominating as hell. We saw, I want to say, is this the first time we saw her use the chicken wing, too? Um, She didn't use it in the Survivor Series match, right? No, and I can't remember if she used it with Molly, but I don't, 
think she did or jack no. i don't think so so yeah the chicken wing, which is one of my favorite this was my favorite jazz move for the longest time mm -hmm. um I I think I want to say they call it the bitch clamp like later on. I think that's what she calls it. That's what she calls it. Okay. I love this move. I used to do this to my brothers all the time. Um <laughs> so it's so much fun. Um but I love the bitch clamp. Um it, it's it's like it's a painful move too because she like throws them down like if you're not familiar, it's like sort of like the glam slam where Beth lifts them up, but she doesn't follow through with the slam part. She just tosses them to the ground, which I yeah. think is so much more badass. Um, but yeah, so Jazz really decimates Trish here um, and like literally leaves her in a heap in the ring. Like Trish looks dead when the camera shows her. Yeah, and it just looked so good. Like Jazz came out of this looking like a million dollars. Like right, what what she needed to because the I uh, we talked about it last week. Um, I liked that Trish won at the Rumble because it was a cute baby face thing. But the thing is, it might have been too early on, um, yeah. in the feud. Um, the, Jazz needed this moment to really regain what she had lost in the rumble match and be like you know what like i'm not going anywhere she you, you did not get rid of me you might have beaten me then but i'm still here i'm coming for that title and i have more silver and gold outfits to wear so yes. um so um i'm loving it uh this was a great and this was so good for this time period too because we were jazz was really the first of her kind in terms of like really brutalizing the women in like an extremely vicious looking way uh-huh no one did like that before no um, like we we saw some like take like take out things but like not to the point where like they wanted to make sure their opponent wasn't breathing <laughs> like even china was just kind of like okay i won bye yeah yeah exactly no no she, she'd be like be like squash bye like i'm not like beating the shit out of you like anymore like you know like this was like this is brutality so yes. <laughs> um so i loved it jazz is killing it she's such a fresh addition to this division um i'm loving where this storyline is going yeah i think it's a little bit of a um back step the royal rumble i'm just gonna go ahead and swipe that from ever happening <laughs> this is gonna be last friday jazz broke trish's hand this friday they had a solid match this feud is just beginning Mm -hmm. so this is still going on we'll see what happens next week but um we're gonna move on to figure this for this week um and we had a glaring omission that we have been talking about on this podcast since we started and we keep bitching about the sam trish stratus figure the final count figure and how we're so mad it's the only one in the purple alphabet um how did we find out about this one <laughs> Um, someone, oh, I think it was David Kahn. Um, okay. Listener fan told us about it, if I'm not wrong. Yes. And when I saw it, like, it clicked in my head and I knew, I instantly knew where it was from. And I was like, oh, fuck, you're right. So we're talking about the Treacherous Trios, Trish Stratus figure today. Um, and if you're not familiar, this is a 2004-based figure. It came out in 2005, though, probably. Um, and it was a three pack. I think these were like a Kmart exclusive situation. Um, and it was Trish, Tomco, and Christian. I know. And it was, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything about it. I like this figure, but 
this head scan for Trish, I don't enjoy. And it's on so really? many it's, it's on a million of them. I feel like, so this is the head scan. What, what's weird though is like, so this is in the era of like when ruthless aggression women figures were a thing, but it's on like a Titan Tron Live Molly body. So yeah. it's like, it seems like they were almost getting rid of part. It's like, honestly, the figure looks more like a 2002 type figure, Trish, with the 2004 head. It's really weird. Because um, it's in the all purple outfit that we were so pissed that it didn't get another figure, but apparently it did. Um, and it, it is that big, it's like, I, I was, always felt like this head was like a little bigger than the other heads. Yeah, it's like a ferret, ferret faucet hair. Yeah. like, not what I ever remember Trish Stratus looking like. Like, I can't remember this hair on Trish in the ring. I feel like it, I've seen it in photo shoots. Um, yeah. Like, but never, I can't remember her coming out with hair this big. Like, I get, I, I can see what they were trying to go for, but it's like they almost added too much volume to it. It's um, so much. She's like wearing a damn helmet. Yeah. And, I just, I don't think this is the best scan. And what drives me nuts is this came out in 2004 yeah. and you had the um, 10th anniversary Trish that came out, which is one of my favorite figures. Why didn't they just repaint that one? I don't know. And it's the same exact body type and everything. Mm -hmm. And it's got the perfect face scan. That's, the, that's my favorite Trish had, Sam. Yeah. And I don't get why they just used it for that one figure. Mm-hmm. It's 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 very very weird, and it, it it was weird to me that they like didn't. What I would have done honestly is put that Babe of the Year Trish Stratus figure that was in the two pack with Christian in this three pack. I think. Oh yeah, because she was wearing that look a lot. Or what I would have done is I would have given her real pants, and I would have given her her green jacket from WrestleMania, um, in this three pack. Um. Because we never really got that outfit, and I really love that outfit of hers. It's my favorite WrestleMania look of hers, which is probably unpopular, but okay. that's your favorite. That's the heel turn, sure. Trish, right? Yes, that's my favorite. Which is weird because it wasn't even a match, but I loved the look. It's I thought it was so. The boots were amazing. I, when I saw this outfit in person, because it was on display at Access, I like shook. I was like, it's like it's gorgeous. I honestly, I don't think Trish has ever really had a bad WrestleMania look. Like, I can't think of any I disliked. No, not at all. I don't think there's many, like, flop WrestleMania looks. The only no. thing that comes to mind when I think of, like, there, well, actually, that's a lie. There's two that I can think of off the wow. top of my head that I'm just like, um, Becky Lynch with the braids. Oh, that, oh, oh, so, wait, wait, the one from 33? I think that was the one. When she had the paint on her face? Yeah. No, that was a sin. I was, there was nothing even special. I actually, I hated her gear the year before that, too. The clock? She looked like Cogsworth. I mean, that's fine. I'll take some Beauty and the Beast over no. this weird mm -mm. Sarah Logan meets Flava Flav. <laughs> <laughs> Becky's early gears on the main roster were not my favorite. I will be straight up honest about that. I think her gear has gotten much better. I like this Kill Bill vibe she's been doing the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, but her original aesthetic was not for me. I, I liked it. I liked the steampunk thing. But the second WrestleMania gear that comes to mind that I'm just like, eh was Beth Phoenix in the tag team match with Maria Kelly and Eve with the big... Oh, the gold, like, skirt thingy? Was it the gold? All I'm thinking about is that... The headpiece? Head yeah. Dress. She wore the gold, like, the feathery red and gold headdress on the way. I remember thinking that was strange, too. I looked at it as, like, that's a choice. Like, it's not... 
awful. I'd be interested to know, like, what was the inspiration behind that look? Was that, oh, that tracks. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's it's definitely not my favorite one of her, which is disappointing, because I feel like Beth has had some great looks in the past. Yeah. And it's a shame that, like, one of her mania looks isn't, like, one of her best. Um... I loved her white outfit at WrestleMania 26. That I thought was that was gorgeous. Loved the all white. It looked gorgeous on her. She looked stunning. Yeah, no, there haven't, there's not a lot of like WrestleMania attires that I think of. And I'm like, that was just like not good. There's like, some choices, but you know. I didn't like Bailey's at WrestleMania 33. It was like whatever she always wears. <laughs> like, hey, it's Bailey. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like i mean yeah like there there's definitely been like a few hit and miss like if you have any that you dislike please share them with us i'm intrigued to know we love to hear about this kind of stuff i i love honestly like i love discussing wrestling fashions and like gears people have worn like gears you disliked gears you liked um especially mania ones because that's when you're really supposed to go all out that is when swarovski's like wake up big order like so like and shout out to one of my friends or one of tyler's friends more than mine but jeffrey kelly who designed sasha banks's wrestlemania (gasps) oh gorgeous the one she wore the um green one that like Mm -hmm. what can you tell us what the inspo was behind that because i thought of shigo um, I don't know the inspiration for it. I'd have to okay. ask them, I really liked it. Um, they only designed the robe, though. They didn't design the gear. Okay. The robe was gorgeous. So, mm-hmm. okay. Well, interesting. I hope we get a two-pack of her and Bianca from that this year. We better. Earn. I, it'd be, like, weird if they didn't, I think. I mean, you know? we have yet, yet, and I'm still shocked by this, to get a Trish and Lita main event figure set. You know, I was well. Here's the thing. I know with the Lita, like she was wearing. Chris knows the band, and I always get the knit band name wrong. The Lucha Boys. No, the, she was wearing like an actual band T-shirt. Like I want to say it was like Thirty Seconds to Mars, but I'm probably wrong. Um, like the the shirt she's wearing is like a band shirt. So that's why the figure of her, and in the video games, it doesn't have a logo on it. It's just a white tank top. Oh, I thought it was just a white tank top. I'm... No, it's it has red on it too. It has the tank top has like white and red on it. Yeah, but like, but um, the it, the red is like a logo for some band or something. Still, I mean, just put some red splotches on it. Give us that figure. Do the Rorschach design, <laughs> like. <laughs> so, that's the figure I've gotten so much comments about. Whenever I asked about buying Lita figures last week, is people keep talking talk to me about the Rorschach Lita. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, if you're one of the purchasers of it, I hope you drew a tattoo on it. Oh, is that the one without the tattoo? Or is that the... Yeah, I hope you drew a tattoo and I hope it's good. Um, so, uh, but anyway, yeah, this treacherous trios, Trish Stratus. Um, it's it's okay. The head would have been better with the raw 10th anniversary head for sure. Um, mm-hmm. and, and if it's supposed to be, it really, it's a, such a strange trigger because it is a 2002 look, but it's a 2004 head. I would have included the cowboy hat with this too. <laughs> so, it can't fit on that Farrah Fawcett yeah. hair, girl. And that's another thing. The raw 10th anniversary hat, the cowboy hat fits. So yeah. that's why I love that one too. I just keep looking over in the corner because she's just sitting there going, just <laughs> 
It was so I was so excited about that figure. I think that's like the first figure I pre-ordered. The raw okay, other raw 10th anniversary um Trish figure thing. It is the only Trish figure, only one period, Mattel, Jack Specific, wherever you want to buy a Trish figure that is pointing. Yeah, you're right. It is. And oh, like it how did how is it the only one that's pointing? You have to have a pointing Trish. I'm surprised like none of the Mattel ones have I feel like she'll get an ultimate down the line. She has to. I think so, but like unless you want to count the classic Trish um LJN figure that points, that's the only Oh one. yeah, that one that one was fun. I like that figure. No one likes it, but I like it. I want it, but I can't find it anywhere. It's very hard to find. I had it years ago, but I got rid of it. But mm-hmm. she was cute. Um but yeah, no, I it, it it is weird that there's more Trishes that don't point. Um, so because it's her thing. Yeah. So anyway, but um, yeah. So if you're lucky enough to find, I think these treacherous trios are on eBay. There's probably a few. I don't know if you can find one mock. I haven't seen one. But um, um I've seen if I've seen like one in the box. Um, it's very expensive, but you can right. find that Trish by herself, like loose, for pretty cheap actually. Yeah. So if you need a weirdly inaccurate Trish figure. There you go. So, but sure. the head is be- the head is better than the final count head. We'll give them that. So, but also like the purple that she's wearing isn't even like the purple icon. No, purple. it's like mall grimace from McDonald's. <laughs> it's a weird purple. It's very dark. It's I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I um, that's not a Trish figure. That's that's not satisfying. Um, it is so, not. It was not guaranteed with this figure. <laughs> um, so, Joey, where can people find you to share their grievances about the purple shading on this figure? OnlyFans. No, you can find me <laughs> at Joey underscore Mayberry on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at Joey.Mayberry on TikTok. Check out my merch store that's on my Instagram and my um, TikTok. It's my Teespring store slash Joey Mayberry. And catch me every single Saturday on Ring the Bell Live, where we talk about weekly women's wrestling. And um, and you can find me on Instagram at Jake, not Jacob Smith, um, and on Twitter at Jake isn't Jacob. My name is not Jacob for those following along. And you can occasionally find me on Ring the Bell Live as well. Um, what you, you doing also- Saturday? I will not be available this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, um anyway uh you can also follow our show at golden era underscore pod um and you can see like today in history highlights um plugs for the show lots of fun stuff um and you can never know who will pop up on there as well um and also be sure to like share and subscribe our podcast leave us a review five stars helps us move up in those power rankings um yeah anything else joey jesus man have a golden week everybody 